Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast, your go-to resource for all things real estate and all things St. Pete. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast. My guest today is Dan Miller with Tactical Defense. And today we are going to be talking about personal safety and self-defense. Thank you for joining me. It's my pleasure to be here. Before we start talking about personal defense, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so I live here in St. Pete. I've been here about five years. And um, my wife and I own a gym in town called Berg Fitness. And uh, we have a, a really nice community there. It's a cross-training facility. Um, and my really full-time uh, job is uh, as a partner in a healthcare consulting company called MassCare. And we work with physicians around the country to help them accelerate their preventative wellness uh, and health programs. That's great. Um, tactical, tactical events really was, uh, was a passion. Um, I've been... Uh, a martial artist for as long as I can remember, probably going back 30 or 40 years. Um, traditional martial arts that, that ranged from Grav Maga to Taekwondo um, to some Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And um, about, I would say maybe four or five years ago, it dawned on me that the, all of, with all of the training, even though I had much training in, uh, in martial arts and self-defense, those uh, technical skills didn't necessarily translate well to what actually happens mm-hmm. on the street mm-hmm. in an altercation. And so I began the process of researching online, looking for other methodologies that would address well, like what really happens if you're in an altercation. And um, I came upon uh, Tony Blauer and Blauer Tactical Systems. Um, Tony's been around and been doing self-defense uh, training for probably 40 years. And um, their, their primary focus has been military and police first responders. Mm. And, uh, and over the years kind of broadened that out to um, offering his programs to martial artists and just citizens in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I kind of started to dig into that methodology, um, it became apparent that uh, that would be the best approach to trying to teach somebody in in a, a short amount of time, in a day, mm-hmm. how to be safer in a day. Yeah. And, um, and so that started my journey, and I went through uh, a certification program with, with his program, and I continue that training with him as well. That's great. At this point, yeah. I had my first introduction to martial arts when I was working with the U.S. Olympic Committee, working with um, judokos with USA mm-hmm. Judo and Taekwondo, yeah. and we we had a little bit of training, um, you know, just learning about the sports. Sure. That was very eye-opening. Um, but I also had the opportunity to attend an abbreviated version of your training, right. and I found it to be incredibly insightful. You know, just some small modifications can make a huge difference in the power that you're able to derive. And especially, I would imagine, if you've got a lot of adrenaline flowing through your body, that moment, yeah, yeah, that you're really able to do some incredible yeah, what, things. Yeah, what really 
drew me to the, the methodology was that most um, all traditional martial arts when they teach when they teach the self-defense part of martial arts and I love I love the, the traditional martial arts I mean I used to do you know I love doing the katas and the forms and I used to go to sport sparring you know tournament sparring uh, mm -hmm. competitions and and it was just great camaraderie you know you weren't really protecting yourself you were point sparring it was a sport mm -hmm. there were rules and what um what what i really loved about the the blower and spear which is the the, the acronym for uh, the methodology is that um, it doesn't take any training mm -hmm. and it's kind of scientifically based meaning um, it leverages how your body is going to react anyway, mm -hmm. um, which is the, leveraging the startle flinch response. Um, but most of those martial arts, when they do teach their self-defense component of martial arts, of the traditional martial arts, they're starting at the point of contact, right? So someone's grabbing you, it's like, well, how, do you, how would you get out of a, ne a headlock? Or if I grabbed you by the wrist or your lapel, what's the move that you're gonna use? Mm -hmm. And that's not realistic because, you know, the self-defense starts like two steps to the left of that, right? Self-defense starts with being situationally aware of your surroundings and understanding and, and being paying attention, being present so that you can get a sense of are you safe or are you not safe? And if you're not safe, what can you do to avoid? So detect to, to avoid a confrontation in the first place. So you're you're out here on the psychological part, you know, and your 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 senses part before anyone's even you know gotten a hand on you. And the question I always ask is, well, if someone grabbed you around the neck. Well, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. How did you let that happen? What what were the steps prior to that that you missed that this was about to happen and mm -hmm. you missed those 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 cues right in that situation? Um, so our methodology looks at okay. 85% of self-defense is avoiding a conflict in the first place. F managing your fear as you, if, if you can't avoid it and you get into a conflict, what's that conflict feel like? Is that a, is it a verbal conflict? Is it an emotional conflict before it becomes a physical conflict? Mm -hmm. So we're trying to deal with fear management, give people the tools to actually understand what their body how their body is going to react you talked about that adrenaline rush mm -hmm. that's natural you know your your adrenaline is going to come up and so how do you basically manage that fear right and if you we ask the questions like if you didn't fear fear what would you do well you know right? it, it's funny because i've done a lot of self-development personal development and in that work awareness is such a huge part so not only is this training helping you with the ability to protect yourself if, if necessary but also develop skills that will help transfer it, it applies in life. absolutely so you can't be situationally aware unless you're self-aware and vice right. versa so it absolutely goes so if you think about like us you know we say well everything in life is a scenario so Here's a scenario. You asked me to come in and, you know, can we do a, a, a podcast interview? And I said, yes. So did I have some anxiety about it? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't like the sound of my voice and I don't know that I'm going to speak correctly. And I might say um or like a lot of times. So I had to stop and pause. I had to think about what is it that was causing me to be anxious. And then I had to come up with a plan in my own mind for 
working around that anxiety and then here I am I'm acting on the plan and I don't feel anxious right now but right. I did prior so it's the same concept it can be applied to a job interview uh, mm -hmm. having a talk with a friend that a difficult conversation with a loved one um, asking for a raise I mean all of those things it's anything in your life that causes you to have anxiety our context is combatives it's 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 a uh, it's it's the physical part of or the you know the self-defense part of it but the the process applies uh, that fear management process applies across absolutely everything I use it every single day mm -hmm. outside of you know me protecting myself right so we have kind of three segments one is that first D which we we talk about as being situationally and self-aware enough to detect a situation and trusting your gut a lot of time we have that radar if you if you interview people who were victims um, a high percentage of them will tell you I had a bad feeling mm -hmm. about whatever the scenario was walking through the parking lot going down that street I didn't cross the street I just had a bad feeling before the attack happened I came into my house and something just was amiss a, a painting was you know off someone was in the house I just had a bad feeling I should have turned around and walked out mm -hmm. so it's that first detection right is that situational awareness to avoid it the second part is okay that didn't work and now you're faced with somebody who wants something from you and they want one of three things right your your property your body mm -hmm. or your life and you have to figure out what they want mm -hmm. and if you can give it to them without a physical altercation my recommendation is to give it to them I mean that's easy with property for right. the most part you know when you get to body and life that's a different situation mm -hmm. right you're you're fighting now you, you're gonna need to either diffuse it with that second D so that's um, that's presenting yourself confidently, but in a nonviolent way, and also using your your intuition, your humility, your humor, um, your intellect to diffuse the situation, mm -hmm. to have a conversation, to try to diffuse it through choice speech and so on. And then the final D is where everyone is kind of focused is the physical part. Well, what happens if that doesn't work, and somebody tries to come in and attack you? that's that's a part of that's that's the third part of self-defense and we we focus on on that as well yeah so the the primary tenets of the spear system the three d's detect diffuse de-escalate and defend correct um when it comes to detecting can you give one or two tips on how someone can detect sure so i mean one of the things and this is this will be every everybody will go i've done that um you know, we all have our smartphones and we walk around all day long with our smartphones on them. It's the, you know, the, the, the first thing we look at in the morning and the last thing that we look at at night, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. right? So um, one of the things that we always say is, you know, if you're, if you're walking around your neighborhood, you're out on the streets, you know, you're outside of your home, you know, pick your points of when you're going to look at that thing. You see people all the time with their head down. That's where they're situationally focused. They're walking focused. Walking into water fountains. Walking across streets. <laughs> yeah. Walking down, you know, uh, alleys. You know, at night walking their dog. And to top it off, not only are they looking at their phone, but now we have earphones, right? Mm -hmm. And we can listen to music or talk radio or podcasts <laughs> um, whenever we want on demand. And so, if you think about that, that's really blocking your senses off. And we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it as well. 
Um, so those are a couple of little things that you can do immediately to, to kind of uh, mitigate uh, your, your risk of being um, surprised mm-hmm. by a situation, a scenario that, you know, you would be uncomfortable in. Um, the other is around, you know, where you, where all, we all drive our cars and, you know, where you park your car, mm-hmm. you know, your plan of escape, like coming out of a grocery store, kind of checking out the parking lot see if you see any activity that feels weird um i do a weird thing which is i don't like to sit in a in a public place with my my back except with my back to the wall Mm -hmm. i like to kind of see where i am Mm -hmm. we talked about elevators in our in our our session our workshop you know we like people to stand at the back of the elevator why because you can observe everything and it gives you more time to react if you have to react Mm -hmm. so those are just just a few little tips. I know when I lived in the city, both in Chicago and New York, I often would put headphones in, but I wouldn't play music. I would do it more to deter people from, from trying talking to engage to right. in conversation. Right, but it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Right? Because you, if think about it, if you were an attacker, if you were a, a criminal and you wanted to rape somebody or attack somebody, would you pick the person that you thought could hear you coming up on right, them or right, not? Yeah, right. Yeah. So you're almost portraying yes. yourself as a victim by almost. having that. But I would also watch <laughs> the shadows when I walked mm-hmm. because you could see people coming yeah, sure. and going, you sure. know, so. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's you being And aware. I wouldn't have my phone in my hand. It would always be in my pocket. Right. And, right. Yeah. And I love the ring. That yes. you have. Yeah. So we um, we partnered with a company called Go Ring, uh, Go sorry, Go Guard, and um, I don't have it here with me today, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a ring that slips on your finger. Um, it has a serrated arrowhead on it. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to describe it, um, and it's concealed with a rubber kind of flap on the top. So I walk with one when I walk at night with my dog. Why not? Yeah. You know, it takes me two seconds to put it on, and it's on my hand and. You know, if somebody were to just come and grab me, I know that I could get some kind of slash off and, mm-hmm. and it would do some, a little bit of damage. It would, what I, I call kind of pattern interrupt. It would interrupt the plan, right? right? Their, their plan is they, they, you know, they pick the time, the place, and the method of the attack. And if I have the ability either with uh, uh, that device or get into a spear stance and jam somebody, you know, mm-hmm. when they're coming into your space, that's going to create a pattern interrupt, at least for that moment, until you can kind of figure out yeah. what their intent is. And we can put a link to that in the description Absolutely. of the podcast sure. so people who are interested can Great. order that. Um, so what about diffusing and de-escalating a tense situation? Sure. With any pointers? Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it, it's a little bit of what we do every day or what we recommend do, like do more listening and less talking, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and it's also about nonviolent postures, and it's hard to do this on the podcast, but, sure. you know, we recommend that, um, that people stand in a, in a nonviolent way, like because you don't want to, if you're trying to diffuse a situation, you don't want from a body language standpoint to portray an aggressive response right right because that's just gonna get a reaction on the other side that that may raise you know the the, the level of, of intensity um, and so uh, it's you know it the the diffusion is just about having a conversation and trying to find out 
humanizing yourself and mm -hmm. and also the person that that's interacting with you and is being aggressive to find out what they want like what the do you want the tone of voice tone of voice it's yeah it's huge. and be non aggressive mm -hmm. yeah and then um what i loved most about the training was that it was hands on mm -hmm. and that you were able to put into practice right away you know what you were learning um so why is it important to you to teach this training yeah well um i'm i'm just passionate about helping people to be safer mm -hmm. and and that's it if i boil it all all down um i i just don't understand i don't understand violence and i don't understand how one person can be physically violent to another person i just don't get that yeah. now i understand mental illness and and instability and so on in in a mental state but um uh, it it just when i hear the stories about just good people, good citizens, minding their own business, and a random act of violence. Of violence, like we had this down here in St. Pete just a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. This guy was walking down the street. I think he had just come out of a store and bought a drink, and it turned out that the the attacker was uh, was unstable, mentally mm -hmm. unstable, and he slashed him. He got slashed on his mm -hmm. cheek. Thankfully, it was a cheek and not his throat. Yeah. With a, a razor blade knife, and um, you know it's like what how why yeah. why does that happen so if you know if that if that again it's a scenario so my my thought was immediately and i reached out to that guy um we're going to talk in the next he's going to come to one of our clinics here oh, over good. the next couple months once he's kind of anxiety he's got a little bit yeah. of anxiety he's a little bit of a fear loop around it yeah so you know it's like if you stepped out of the store you know what what were you doing well mm -hmm. i want to know what this scenario was you know, mm -hmm. did you have headphones on? Were you in a conversation? You were not aware of your, your surroundings. Did you not pick up the fact that this guy was coming towards you and was getting close to you? Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I would want to know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and you have an event coming up. We do. So can you tell listeners what can they expect? A, it's a public event. It runs um, from 12 to 5 p.m.-ish. So we usually try to get out of there, uh, it's usually about four and a half hours, so let's say 4.30 to 5. Um, and it's our whole system. And, uh, and, and basically we, we start with um, kind of the general high-level concepts of talking about situational awareness, the D1 and D2, mm -hmm. diffuse and, and detect and then diffuse. Um, and then we move into, into more from static to more dynamic hands-on hand because um, the Blower system has developed and, and through, through studies a very, very strong position to give you the best chance to survive that initial attack. Mm -hmm. And that's that spear stance. And that's kind of generally outside 90 finger splayed. And it's hard to can describe it again over, over a podcast. But um, we go in depth with, in, into that methodology. And so that it's kind of like, um, you know, have you ever taken a CPR class? I have. Yeah. Yes. So you know how to save somebody's life. Mm -hmm. You have a shot at saving somebody's life after a five-hour CPR class, right? Mm -hmm. You're not a doctor. You're right. not a medical technician. You know, you're not an emergency ambulance driver, EMT. But you have the potential, you have the skills now to go and potentially save someone else's life. Right. That's what this is. This yeah. is a, a, a course for yourself and and for your loved ones right to be able to defend yourself you can be safer in one day i can show you how to be safer in a day that's 
That's great. Yeah. And again, it's from 12 to 5 at Bird Fitness. Okay. And um, the registration is right on our website. Okay. And, and we can, uh, put, we can a put, link put that link that in there. In the in the description. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for what you do. You're welcome. For helping to. Thank you for having me. Teach St. Bergens how to be <laughs> safe in our community. And, Absolutely. And to stay fit. There's nothing more important than being able to protect yourself or a loved one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. If you are interested in attending the upcoming personal defense workshop mentioned on today's podcast, a registration link is available in the show notes. The workshop will be held on April 25th, 2020 from noon until 5. Again, April 25th, 2020 from noon until 5 p.m. at Berg Fitness. Berg Fitness is located at 227 14th Street North in St. Pete. Again, 227 14th Street North, St. Pete, Florida, 33705. If you have any questions for Dan, you can email him at dan at tactical-defense.com or you can call or text him at 941-544-2686. And his contact information is also available in the show notes. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. And if you have a show topic that you'd like to share with me, or have a real estate-related question that you'd like to ask, I'd love to hear it. You can call or text me at 719-201-5022, or you can reach me via email at nicole at sellingstpetefl.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-E at S-E l-l-i-n-g-s-t-p-e-t-e-f-l dot com.